Hello one, hello all. Welcome back to Willis Credia, the, the normal home for, for show business. Uh, as as prior, two weeks prior, I come to you as CP. And you got Jaime and Fuego from the Horror Show Channel and Infuegotainment. Uh, and I am Lindsay of My Two Cents of Nonsense, the uh, the guest host for the show the last few weeks while CP was in uh, YouTube jail. Yes. I'm now in bad host jail, so I'm just back to being a, a talking head. Uh, thanks for watching, as always. Though, you guys. did good. Yeah, totally. if you guys want to catch up with, with the last two weeks, uh, obviously, my two cents of nonsense, you can, you can watch uh, the previous two episodes of Show Business over on Lindsay's channel. And again, thank you, Lindsay, for taking over the duties. But if you're looking at us, you see it's, it's, it's a little different. We have, we have four heads on screen, um, and we're actually legit now. We, we normally are just just three white guys talking about movies, but we have a certified Rotten Tomatoes critic, a, a new perspective, Chauncey of Twisted Woman CKR. Chauncey, say hello. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. This is going to be a good show. So yeah. What, what is it like actually uh, contributing to those scores there for Rotten Tomatoes? Um... Yeah, it's no fine. pressure. I mean, you get email. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's pressure, of course, because I mean, everyone's I mean, people question your legitimacy. How well do you know movies? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. But yeah, you know, I no, I'm not going to say what. Oh, I, never mind. No, no, please. <laughs> I was gonna, there's occasion, but it's just so, it's not like a cocky thing. It's just so like to beef myself up. So I you're a journalist. Like, you're a legit journalist. Syndrome. I say, well, you can have your comment in the comment section while I add some score <laughs> on this movie. This have an issue. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, flex. That's it. Get it's, it's only to build myself sure. occasionally. Sure. Sure. And and you're a have you're an award-winning journalist, right? Yeah. 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 So that that yeah, just uh, just dust your shoulder off and and, <laughs> and say, speak to my metal, sir. <laughs> yeah, girl, by all means, flex, yeah. flex away. You've heard that. <laughs> I appreciate so that. So we appreciate you for, for many reasons uh, mm-hmm. as the pro on the show. And again, uh, in case you haven't noticed, there's 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 a, a new a new sex here. So we're, we're hoping that, Chauncey, you can give us some estrogen perspective on, on certain stuff. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to the week that was, Birds of Prey won the weekend and it pulled in 33.2 million bad boys for life came in second with 12 million 1917 yeah. came in third with 9 million Doolittle in fourth with 6.6 jumanji in fifth with 5.5 and uh so the 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 word around the campfire is that birds of prey is a bomb at 33.2 million uh <laughs> who uh chauncey you you saw it why don't you give us your summary of the film and and, and if it, you recommended it on rotten tomatoes or not i did recommend mm. it i i really loved the movie i thought that it basically uh kind of subverted and kind of broke away from a lot of things that you might be um used to when it comes to maybe superhero films and um action films in general mm-hmm. i think it played off of not defaulting into a certain kind of gaze we're used to. I don't want to say just like male mm. gaze, but just a certain way that uh, things are usually turned sure. into the default of that. And that might have been jarring for some people, but um, I think it was unapologetic 
And I really appreciated how unapologetic it was with its dark humor and with its, um, you know, just the way it intermixed that throughout. Um, and, you know, I think it also took a chance, you know, one of the things with, you know, Margot Robbie, you know, she also produced this and she also fought for Birds of Prey to be what put, was pushed because they wanted to do Sirens, which was Catwoman, Poison Ivy and mm -hmm. uh, Harley Quinn. And she really wanted to bring up characters that were lesser known. Uh, and that was a gamble, mm. you know, but I think she wanted to, you know, uplift that. And I think, you know, when we think of the measure of success, sometimes, you know, we get thrown down by numbers. But I think it's also, you know, what to think about it, like culturally mm. speaking. I think in that sense, I felt like this was an achievement yeah. for her and, you know, professionally, but also just as a movie, you know, R-rated and female-led. That's That can be, that's double mm. hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, although Deadpool and, of course, Joker did that, but also female-led. No one... You know, people might not want to admit it necessarily, but that's that can be harder to sell depending on how the women are behaving yeah. in the movie. Yeah. You know, also smaller character. I mean, I mean, Harley Quinn's not a small character by any means, but you know, she's smaller. So like, there's a lot of gambles going on, and yeah, okay, yeah, it's not making a billion dollars, but it's paying off. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Like, anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, 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 I totally, right. I agree. I, I just know like there's been this ongoing conversation around the numbers of it and. Like I was telling y'all, I got like, I've seen people like, well, actually a lot when it comes to, um, you know, people saying, well, it made back, you know, it made like 35 million. That's great. And they're like, well, actually marketing yeah. and da, 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 da. But there are plenty of movies that are considered successes that are still in the red. Like, I think, you know, like Men in Black and others. So I don't know. I think, you know, and looking back on it, wasn't the thing considered you know, a bomb when it first came out, like in the 80s. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch well. of movies that, yeah. You know, there's a bunch of movies that later on, yeah. you know, got their due, so. The, the other... Hell, I didn't think critics liked the thing when it first came out. Didn't everyone hate right. it? And then, like, years oh, later, everyone... Yeah, yeah, it was it? Like, yeah. Savage, and Robert... Uh, excuse me, Roger Ebert slammed the hell out of it. I mean, yeah, they, they, they savaged and, that film. And, and like, the... The good ones find their audience inevitably, in my estimation. And, so. and that's the that's the other thing about this movie is it it's got a good response. It it's got a good critic score. It's got a good audience score. It should have legs. This this modern culture of opening weekend only like that really needs to stop. And and you know back back before this internet, uh, movies <laughs> movies you know they they were in theaters for. You know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, some even it lasted a year or so, uh, which. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Jaws, for God's sake. Uh, I mean, geez. Well, yeah, that's before like VHS and stuff. Those those lasted forever. Mm -hmm. uh, I have stats yeah, for like I have stats for February, uh, the, the highest Ooh. grossing weekends in February. Black Panther is the all time highest weekend with two hundred two million. Deadpool with 132, 50 Shades 83 million, Passion of the Christ Ugh. 83 million, Hannibal uh 58, Valentine's Day 56, SpongeBob uh 55, How to Train Your Dragon 3 55, Lego Batman 53. Uh and I made it a point to highlight uh where we are. 27th is Get Out with 33 million and 28th is Birds of Prey with 33 million. Get Out nobody considered a, a horrible mess um and that movie had legs that that that's kind of what what, I, what i'm trying to get at here like it's it's not make or break in the opening weekend i i will just to be the the devil's advocate, advocate oh boy. say uh, get out's budget was 4.5 million yeah <laughs> that's, that's that, okay that's that's fair 
That's fair. I just want to throw that well, out. Well, that's all. Just, 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 and just, what, what what did it pull in? What what did it end up making? Two hundred and fifty. Okay, so what's the budget? Like, what's the budget on Birds of Prey? It's like eighty-four million. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, if know. if Birds of Prey, we'll, we'll just call it one fifty for Birds of Prey. That that's a success, right? Mm-hmm. So it might have the same legs as Get Out. I, I don't I don't know. It's 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 a little strange. Lindsay, uh, I didn't get your your perspective on uh, what you felt. I, I I just had a big goofy smile on my face. I'm not gonna lie. Like I went into this being like, I think this will be fun. I think I'm gonna like this, but almost immediately, like just the colors and like just the energy and just how quickly quickly things move. Like this movie was alive, and I'm like, okay, take me on this journey. And except for like the final fight scene that I spent the whole thing going, why doesn't anyone have guns? I loved the hell out of it. And I was like, I was rarely in my head. I was very actively in the story the entire mm-hmm. time. It just flew by. Was this a two hour movie, an hour and a half? I, I didn't even check. It didn't feel very long at all. Cause I was loving it. Was it was an hour, 49 minutes. Okay. 42. Okay. So yeah, explain the difference. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought Margo was great. I wanted more of uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, mm. but I always want more of Mary mm-hmm. Elizabeth Weinstead. Uh, the Canary Lady, I know I've seen her in stuff. Uh, Black Canary. Uh, I, I, um, I thought she was a lot of fun. Same with the cop. Uh, sorry, I just got back from it, so I'm having trouble remembering anyone's just... names. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell you anybody's name. Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez, yeah. thank you. White man yeah. can't jump. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> going way back. That, that was the one I was like, okay. Going on. <laughs> yeah, jumping on John, John uh, Jeopardy, if I remember correctly. That's from right. White man yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Marsupial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just a great fun ride, a romp, uh, and except for like kind of a dip in the third act, like, but even that's not even bad because then like there's the whole thing on the roller skates, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I did not see that coming. That was a great car chase with roller skates. I'm getting into spoilers, so I don't I won't get too specific, <laughs> but I I loved it. I really did. What about you, Fuego? What'd you think, buddy? Um, this is unfortunately where I was part of the problem for this film because <laughs> I was so I, I was so busy I did not get oh. a chance to see it. So Thursday oh, evening, so so Thursday to Friday, Cecil and I binged the entirety of Lock and Key, and so that took up what would have been our normal time to go and check it out. And then uh, yeah, Saturday I auditioned a new singer for the band, and then Sunday the Oscars. So I did not get the chance to see it. So people like me were the contributors to the problem. Sorry, right, Fuego, of underperforming by over ten. I mean, like, now you have honestly, to get <laughs> <laughs> that A list to work, obviously. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was tracking what forty-five to fifty million, and then to just barely, you know, creep over thirty. I know that, you know, they were expecting bigger results from this film, but that that doesn't necessarily mean that it was like the the wrong choice to make it R-rated and to to do all this other stuff. I mean, most friends that I've talked to really enjoy the hell out mm-hmm. of it. So. Uh, I was trying to squeeze in before the, the event this evening, but uh, yeah, yeah, sadly, just uh, got back from work just a little I, too late. So. I'm with you. I'm with you, Fuego. I yeah. haven't seen it. Um, so something Cody told me, uh, Cody Kodalich, who has seen it, he said that it it didn't feel like it was necessary for it to be R. Uh, you two mm-hmm. had, who have seen it, do you do you understand that? Agree with that? Disagree? Anything? Uh, I uh, what, this, so was there. Like in terms of like they could have taken out certain things and made it PG. Yeah. So in, in other words, he said basically it just felt like they shoehorned f bombs in there, and it, it could have been PG thirteen otherwise. Like there wasn't gore or anything really R worthy. 
There were a lot that of was... bones breaking, really yeah. explicitly. Oh, okay. And a lot of certain moments and things that were getting referred to. I mean, it's Harley Quinn. I mean, even the cartoon series that they just launched in DC Universe is like R-rated. Mm-hmm. Like that's an like that's the cartoon. Like I, it would have been kind of a shortcoming if it was PG-13, and the cartoon mm-hmm. is even more graphic. Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't think you would have been able to have Harley Quinn. I mean, she's like a love. She's like the lovable psycho. I don't think you would have been able to embody that without allowing that kind of space Mm -hmm. for the R rating. I think. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's to its benefit that it is R because like those oh when they get those leg bones snapping it's mm-hmm. it's like satisfying mm-hmm. and cringy at the same time it like it's yeah. fun but like if you also don't want to watch it uh, but at the same time I do think it could easily I don't know how often movies are edited for TV anymore but oh. like if this was the nineties you could fairly easily edit this for TV I think or, or airplanes they I mean that's yeah. what I was about to say man. There's that too, but I don't think that's a problem with the movie. I, no, I I don't, he didn't say it was a problem. Our... He just said it. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, I, I, again, speaking to money, uh, mm-hmm. you can't you can't take your or you probably shouldn't take your kids to this, and maybe that plays into uh, mm-hmm. why it made thirty three point two million and and not you know sixty or or whatever. Uh, y- y- yeah. I mean, yeah, it did cut off like the little girls who want to mm-hmm. be the lovable psycho Harley <laughs> Quinn and watch her and, you know, but they already followed that with the cartoon because kids can't watch that either. I think they're really trying to establish that character as an adult character necessarily, like Deadpool, maybe mm-hmm. in a way, kind of raunchy yeah. and things and allowing her to be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also think just that the, I mean, to speak to, like, the profession of, like, journalism, I think they also are maybe the culprits in it, too, because there was such a narrative, like, right on Friday morning of, like, I don't want to say clickbait um, mm. titles, but just, like, titles, like, the lowest, the worst opening yeah. ever for yeah. DC. And they're comparing it to, like, PG-13 movies. They're comparing it to movies that had way more yeah. marketing. And it was just... And it, when they get to put their like claws into the narrative it can you can just it just runs within this day of you know digital media and everything even if it was doing a little bit better like no one tends to read the actual article they run with the, the title you know with the yeah. title and it's like oh it's the That's worst fine. ever and i'm like you're comparing to like shazam <laughs> and stuff i mean it's like of course yeah. it's like slightly like lower than shazam. i mean that was a family it, movie i don't and know. it is still yeah and shazam didn't do that much better i mean 20 no, million when you're th- it's you know like you know percentages and everything but it, it's not that much better and, and it's still but, yeah. early february like it's yeah, fucking yeah. cold people you know stay in sometimes <laughs> uh like it, you know, I'm not like making excuses for it, but you look at the hits of of February, Black Panther and Deadpool. Those are anomalies as, as far as I'm concerned. Fifty Shades of Grey. That's mm. a Valentine's Day movie for for the couples. Valentine's Day. That's a Valentine's Day movie. Uh, uh, Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. You know that that's a that, that was a big <laughs> that was capitalizing on on mm. the religious holiday. Uh, and other than that, you know, the numbers are like fifties. So it, it it's it's not it's not that that terrible. Um, but well, I mean, when you want a movie to fail, you look for excuses. right. Well, and yeah. I I'm guilty of this too. When I was in my early twenties, late teens, trying to sound like I knew what I was talking about with movies <laughs> online, like everyone does it. I, I defended Watchmen till my dying breath when I was nineteen, <laughs> and nope, that movie did not 
do very well at the box yeah. office. I can admit it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, so, so kind of uh, what, what you're alluding to, um, you know, there's there's this this backlash movement on on the internet or YouTube especially, where where. Oh, that video? Are we talking about now? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to that. That's 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 for the Oscars, but but we'll get to that. Yes, <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Stone. Uh, yeah. Mr. So Stone. he's he's he, I, you could put him in in that in that that grouping where where people seem to thrive on the failures of woke Hollywood, and uh, I I don't know. Should we should we? put this in that category like people are rebelling against it because they don't want to pay into a movie that features women do you think that that narrative plays into it at all because i mean there's been a 2019 as as far as i'm concerned was was really heavy with the with the the feminist you know women 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 getting that down our throat and right down you know finishing the year with, with black christmas that was that was just no, no. Um, so such a weird movie. Yeah, such a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. do you think that and, people maybe have a bit of a, a a bad taste in their mouth, and they're just like, oh, another movie with with women? I'm I'm not I'm not doing this. I mean, I, I will say that like a lot of really successful movies from last year were very uh, uh, lady friendly. Uh, Captain Marvel. I mean, well, that Avengers started it. Captain Marvel is very, where it all started, right? Right. Uh, yeah. True. True. Uh, but I mean, that's four billion dollars at the box office between those two movies alone, right yeah. there. That's before we include other things. Yeah. So I have a feeling it's. It, it depends on the movie. Like, uh, I just don't think. Uh, like, what's, what's the whole reaction that people have online right now? Of oh, Margot Robbie's not hot in this movie, so I don't want to see. Really. It. Yeah, that's yeah the there thing. are some of those where they're like the costumes of the women wasn't sexy enough. Uh, and, okay, uh, it's painful, man. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> I mean, was that the reason though that Suicide Squad made like a hundred million? Those booty shorts, man. It's opening weekend. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe some like Will Will Smith power a little bit, maybe. I mean, Jared Leto was like it was around the time he just won an Oscar too, and new joker and everything i mean that, i don't know I, I i still commend her for wanting to not go the gotham city sirens route and actually put focus on characters like huntress and you know ones that aren't these big time names we've seen on screen previously yeah but uh, i uh, agree well that uh, i never heard of huntress before and i wanted to see more of her so uh, yeah like I that, that she was the uh bad, bad batman predator too uh, had huntress and she's oh. badass so a, a slight difference suicide squad had a fantastic trailer i mean if anything uh, the marketing for Suicide Squad was way better than the mm -hmm. film itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't say the yeah, same I'd... for for Birds of Prey. I, like, I don't think the trailers did enough for it. Perhaps. Well, that trailer for Suicide Squad put Queen back into the public mm -hmm. consciousness so significantly. I mean, come on, mm -hmm. <laughs> probably helped lead to that uh, biopic being made you know or actually finally getting it made after you know languishing for some sure. years so Ch chauncey your, your thoughts um as as somebody you well i i think it's a mixture i know i don't think it's necessary because i i don't want to categorize this as because you know when captain marvel came out there was an online backlash against brie larson in particular right. because mm -hmm. of what she said about 
not wanting certain kind of critics to be the dominating voice right. when it came to reviewing movies. And so that turned into, and then the whole thing about her suit not being sexy, she doesn't, <laughs> they don't, you know, they hate men in this movie, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but that still did well, mm. right? So it's like, overall that beat it so i think when it comes to the question i don't really i don't really see birds of prey as some type of quote-unquote woke movie necessarily mm -hmm. there's some very strong moments in it that play against the tropes of like a woman fighting and her hair's all over the place she actually you know wants to tie it back you know? oh, <laughs> like, i love that moment you know it's like my hair so i gotta tie back my hair to fight you know there's moments like that that are really cool, but for whatever reason, I think similar to Captain Marvel, there is a segment of people who, before they've seen it, they want to insert, this is women-led, they they hate anything with a penis type of deal. <laughs> I mean, it is very strong in the whole question of misogyny and stuff that does play a big theme in the mm -hmm. movie, uh, especially with the villain, but it's, I don't know, I don't feel like it was like some woke type feature. I think mm -hmm. it was just, it was a fun movie overall right. you know for i think i think um i don't know the term like social justice warrior and stuff is like thrown around when someone just doesn't like the messaging yeah. in a movie or what they perceive is going to be the messaging not necessarily because that is the actual like dominant voice of it oh sure uh, sure uh, i mean there's there's a lot of uh, the person we're going to talk about shortly uh had a had a lot of lead up to birds <laughs> of prey and and was you know it, it's it's like you said before Chauncey like building t to hate the thing before you see it and uh, I, my thing is always always watch it just watch it for yourself because you, you really can't be any more ignorant than talking about something without any knowledge of what it is you're you're saying. Um, I think in this case, I really blame the journal, the news media actually when it comes to Birds of Prey. I think they're shaping the narrative to already have people dismiss and people run with that mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's yeah. just a weird it's a weird time of year too i mean the oscars were sunday people are probably going to stay home for that uh people ju just had super bowl parties last week so maybe they're mm -hmm. a little tight in the pocket uh I, I i i i don't think i don't think 33 million is is a, a bomb and with with all the high praise that i'm hearing about it i who knows maybe it'll actually have another decent week like it, it, it <laughs> these things tend to be out more than three days so it's 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 really kind yeah. of strange that uh you know it won the weekend it it it, it tripled the second place movie so what you know what what uh <laughs> what else do you want more than yeah <laughs> how was uh ewan mcgregor though in the role of black mask because the villain i mean did you both enjoy him i mean I him. that was what i was I, I mean being a big big prestigious actor and the only really big built man in you know the the film so to speak as far as star power goes i was really curious what like what, what his twist on that character was going to entail so I yeah I think I think Chauncey said she loved it I did too he was just hamming it up I liked his American accent he was he could switch between kind of a nice guy and go from zero almost nice guy to 180 super creepy guy like that <laughs> and it really worked I, I, I it's uh, I want to see more of him but I don't know if we will <laughs> but he was a very fun villain <laughs> yeah he was he was amazing I mean he's just amazing I have a bias right? but like he's an amazing actor anyway but he really just brought some late like like I say it could have been 
like, yeah, he totally chewed the scenery and that could have been like, this is too much, but it completely worked. And I will say like, if it wasn't for him being there and maybe, and with that kind of balance of of, her, of the way Margot Robbie was doing uh, Harley Quinn, it might've been, I might've not enjoyed it as much. I think it really helped that he was playing the villain too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you did need that counterweight. I do agree with that. Like whoever was in that role did have to really swing into that kind of creep factor a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Ben Grimm in, right. in the chat just mm -hmm. said something and, and you know, there's a delay. So I'll, I'll get to it because he probably said that when we were a little behind. Um, <laughs> he, he, he asks, did the Oscars have an effect? People trying to watch nominated movies, which that's a hell of a point because I think six yeah. through ten were a bunch of were a bunch of nominated movies. Uh, I, I don't have it in front of me, but 1917 lingered uh, in third. I, I think Parasite was in the top 10. Uh, and didn't uh, didn't Joker get re-released? Only two of them are actually in the top 10 right now, unless I'm missing something. 1917 and Little Women. Okay. Mm. And where's Parasite? Uh, Parasite and JoJo uh, 11. Okay. Uh, JoJo is 12. Uh, oh, and everything. Uh, Ford V Ferrari is in 20. It's yeah, some of these on, are on. Oh, twenty-seven. Yeah, some of these are on home media too. So like, you, you could just yeah. you could just buy it. Like, <laughs> never mind the theater. But yeah, that that's that. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Parasite's a Redbox now, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, you can just go 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 yeah. right to the well. Yeah, Parasite, uh, Joker, those are all available. You know, at, at your local VOD or. -y. Um, Maybe people stayed home for three and a half sure. hours to watch Irish sure. a second or third time, <laughs> like I have done. Uh, which was. <laughs> Which was totally shut out, as I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. 10 or 11 nominations and it donuts. Yeah, that, that's a good segue, so. Fuego. Uh, so yeah. the Oscars, uh, first thoughts. Uh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to you, Lindsay. What, what are your first thoughts of, you know, what, what happened? Uh, it took me a second to realize that it won Best Picture. So then like, oh, yeah, Parasite won again. And I just kind of on my phone. And then that, in the middle of the speech, I was like, so where did it win this time? And someone's like, Lindsay, it won Best Picture. I'm like, no, it didn't. I'm like, yeah, Lindsay, it's, it's 8.30. And the Best Picture yeah. just got announced. And it was Parasite. I'm like, ah, amazing. <laughs> the Best Picture actually won for once. Like, <laughs> or one of the better movies. It was between Jojo Rabbit and that for me. But oh. I, I, oh. I was so happy. And it, the fact that it just kept sweeping and he just kept getting up there and the fact that every time he got up there, he's like, oh my God, I've got to say something again. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Cue my translator. Like, come on, what am I going to say? This particular part? <laughs> yeah, Bong Joon-ho, I'm going to say this, is the most adorable human being. Like that picture of him making his Oscars kiss and yeah. stuff like that. Like, I, is I it, love that, man. Is it Bong Joon-ho or Pong Joon-ho? Because it was said both ways last night. Oh, I'm assuming it's Pong. I, I, I don't. Yeah, two I, people said Pong, and I, I'm I'm oh. I, I'm hmm. curious. I mean, I finally figured out how to say Shorsha, and I you know <laughs> I, I just want to know how to pronounce these these names. Sorsha is a good one to because she's going to be around for a while. Yeah. She's so dang yeah. good. Uh, uh, but I yeah I, I it was also so weirdly streamlined. Did you guys notice that? Like they just no time until Joaquin got up there. Just like just keep moving. Just keep. Oh, moving. they were running just, late, just, like really late. Burn. Like, uh -huh. oh, were yeah, they? they were half an hour late. Oh, I didn't even notice yeah. that. Okay. Which is weird because they don't have hosts. So like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the excuse? <laughs> what do you what are you guys tangled up for? Uh, Fuego, what what did you <laughs> think of of the Oscars? Uh, well, 
Well, I mean, shock with the best picture, in all honesty. Um, I was pulling more so for, for JoJo, but I knew it was just so controversial of a film with, you know, some of its topic. Um, as I knew they were going to go, you know, Renee and Joaquin, they, they had it locked down. And even if I thought Pacino's performance was better, I felt like Brad was definitely going to get it for the sheer fact that all four of those other guys had already won Oscars before. Anthony Hopkins yeah. won an Oscar before. And, you know, Pesci, all those guys. And I actually just watched The Two Popes this past weekend, and I really, really enjoyed that film. So much more so than I was anticipating. It's weird, dry, like deadpan humor was so much better than I was anticipating. Like the chemistry between, uh, you know, Hopkins and uh, uh, Price, right? I, I, I want to mm-hmm. say they were terrific. And mm-hmm. once again, Netflix, not getting a lot of love from the academy i mean they well, they got shunned they had at, their uh, i mean merit story yeah. laura Dern. they had their first it's the first support. time they've had an actor win uh from a mm-hmm. netflix movie is is laura dern with a supporting actress so oh interesting I, yeah i still felt scarlet should have taken that that man but um, you know that's just personal opinion um yeah, uh, original song. Uh, I mean, Rocket Man. Yeah, it didn't get an acting nomination like everybody thought, but of course they give it the little consolation, just like you know Taika getting the adapted screenplay and everything. So, I mean, there there weren't a lot of surprises for me per se, but uh, yeah, I guess as a whole, I was uh, just you know properly satisfied. Parrot. And uh, you know, Parasite is a film that uh, it it was just built up so much for me. And so the burden of expectation weighed very heavily when I finally sat down to watch it, and I really liked it, but didn't love it. And I don't know, maybe upon a second viewing, I would be a little bit more on So wait, you weren't surprised by Parasite taking four Oscars? Well, well, okay, I I knew it was going to win internationally. Everybody everybody, knew it was going to win internationally. Just like um, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that kind of went without saying. Uh, I was a little more surprised for for director, and like we were talking about off camera before we actually started filming, I felt like over the course of the broadcast, momentum was building for mm-hmm. Parasite, and so by the time it finally got that best picture at the very end, I I don't even think Bong was as surprised as a lot of people were, you know, because he probably felt it himself, and I I loved what uh, you know that. That uh, older South Korean woman was like, I love his hair, I love his <laughs> sense of humor, all this different stuff. Like it, it, it was so cute, and, uh, and you know, it just the the elation there, and I, I mean, boy, it's as monumental as could be imagined because the first non-English language film to win a best yeah. picture. Ninety-two is years. This is the giant, first time. Yeah. As, Enormous status as it gets, man. So you know, it's a, it's a very very good movie, and. Uh, it was really the third act for me where it shifted gears significantly oh, in tone yeah. that I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy. As oh, really? First two thirds, first two thirds are so whimsical and so fun, and the whole con artist type thing, and then it shifts gears significantly. And it was ironically the back half that I didn't wow. like as okay. much. I didn't feel like the tones meshed as well, but that's just personal opinion. Art is subjective, sure. as I constantly contend. So, Chauncey, what about you? <laughs> think i was too shocked about a lot of the i mean i had my issues going into the oscar just because who wasn't nominated just on my own personal well, well, life, go on. like wanted well i wanted uncut gems okay to be in there because i love that film and i just was i was like adam sandler was robbed and i never thought i'd say that because <laughs> yeah. i'm not like the big fan of all this mm-hmm. stuff but i was like they should have got nominated that was a wonderful film 
Uh, I also thought Dolomite should have got something for like costuming and 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 other things. And I just was, I felt they were robbed. I was already like, I kind of felt like going into it that they picked kind of the the ones that everyone had already been talking about. Mm. So I guess for me, just like with Best Picture, because everyone was talking about Parasite, and I just felt like you know going into it once upon a time in Hollywood, all the other, like I just felt like. I wasn't going to be disappointed in any of those mm. taking it. So it wasn't like, I didn't really have a too much of a stake in the, the game of like really being upset, except for wanting Irishman to the Irishman to win. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love that film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but like others said, that might've been just because, you know, the actors are, you know, veterans and stuff like that. So, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, I I thought it was a pretty it was pretty tame too. It wasn't usually you have controversies the next day or something like well, we've that. We've got I controversies, but uh, but well, not yeah, at the Oscars. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at the Oscars. I mm. love Chris Rock and Martin's like opening. I thought they touched on a lot of things and kind of played on stuff. So I like the in between acts. You mm. know, um, the performances were really spot on. But other than that, it seemed pretty tamed. Mm. And uh, you just kind of figured who won would win. <laughs> I kind of want to compare the so-called the not so leaked prediction that the Academy Awards put out on their Twitter and quickly delete it. Like they mm-hmm. did this thing like predict, and then they put up their own, and then they quickly deleted it. And I haven't had a chance to huh. like compare. <laughs> Maybe it was a real leak because you know they deleted it for some Yo. reason uh, once it got put up. So. Yeah, I was reading an article on Collider about that. They're like, oh, did the Oscars actually just put out their own predictions for the ceremony? And it was just unheralded in that regard. But Yeah, because yeah, it, 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 it's a conflict of interest for a bunch of reasons. That, that you, can, you can bet on the Oscars. So, like, that, that mm-hmm. uh, it corrupts so, some aspect of whatever Vegas is doing with their uh, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, there. This is the first time. Well, it's it, it wasn't completely void of of you know messages and and uh, you know soapbox moments, but it was it was yeah, like Chauncey said, it was it was tamed by other years uh, in comparison, but. Um, so well, I know Joaquin rubbed some people the wrong way with his kind of meandering discussion up there and stuff, and he was like epitomizing the whole what Gervais was making fun of. You know, I mean, just going up there and just being very, very much you know message driven and everything, which is shaking cool, his you know, finger at Hollywood, kind of yeah. yeah. Well, Brad Pitt sort of did it too. He just did it really did. briefly. Mm. About like forty five seconds. That's more time than Boeing, you oh, know. Yeah. Like so, he kind of threw his dig in there as well, which I liked. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. but he kind of kept it moving. Joaquin, he's just bad at giving speeches, period, <laughs> because of his social yeah. anxiety or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I, I think everyone just kind of gave space for that. But yeah, yeah. yeah wasn't Wilson well, who in an interview one time talked about a frog crawling out of his scalp or something like that? What? Uh, <laughs> I think it was that uh, maybe it was the Oscars or something like that. Someone tried to interview him on the red carpet. And he was very obviously stoned or something, and he started talking uh. about something crawling out of his his scalp. Uh, oh, he's he's a funny. <laughs> he's an artist. He's a weird, yeah, funny, yeah, he's, dude, he's, you know? he's socially yeah. you know awkward. That's that yeah. that's all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he went on Letterman in character when he did that uh, that, that hip hop movie, remember? Yeah. I mean, that weird documentary like, style, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, about that, yeah. Yeah, but you could tell his like nervousness when he walked up to accept the award, and he's like, 
sup you know i, I laughed my ass off he was like sup and i'm like oh man you know where's brad pitt has people actually write his acceptance speech for him and everything i mean joaquin's just off the cuff man which i can kind of respect so yeah so so since the oscars it, itself was kind of tame uh, if the news came from uh one of us a, a youtuber um <laughs> Me, uh, me. I did it. Uh, <laughs> you were that guy. Ro- I was that guy. <laughs> Robert Storms, uh, a movie YouTuber, um, released a rant minutes after the Oscars where he goes on a tirade about Parasite winning Best Picture um, and leads with the fact that he hasn't seen Parasite. <laughs> he's honest. Give him that. He, he, you know, he's not being misleading. He, yeah. Um, Chauncey, you brought it up before. I'll give you the floor. What? What, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I watched it, and I know. I don't know. I have a weird like. I know some people are like calling him incel mm. and like straight up just racist and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I didn't exactly think it was racist if not just more ignorant because his i don't i didn't i don't think he was saying it necessarily because of the race i think his thing was simply if you already won foreign film why would you why would they get to well he really was pulling for joker so (laughs) like you know so why would it beat joker that's kind of what's his art and i just thought there was a lot of ignorance there and just a lot of kind of like you got your award this is our thing you know and then in that sense it was probably more xenophobic than anything mm. um i don't know if it's necessary right i don't know it was just one thing. i mean he was very passionate uh it was just it was just very ignorant it was just super uh but there's a lot of those <laughs> like i mean i don't know <laughs> like, i mean i i in a weird way you kind of you understood his logic not if you agreed with it or not but i i got his logic because it was like that's the highest thing for a foreign film why then would it be allowed to beat the regular films but then it goes into the whole thing of what constitutes a regular well, film what's the default for a regular film and then you do kind of descend into xenophobic maybe racism ha- kind of well deal. haven't animated films been nominated for best picture in the past uh, Beauty and the Beast, and I think one of the Toy Stories. Yeah, did, so right? I mean, three. Yeah, same I same argument there. Then yeah. no, if it's the best animated picture, <laughs> why should it be nominated for best picture? Picture like it, it, it sort of makes a point, but it, you know, it's sure it's it's the best foreign language film, but it's also the best film. You know, that this isn't yeah. the American Oscars. It, it's no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So it and it should not be perceived as much either. Like right. it's it film is about ba- ba- borderless. It's for human consumption. It shouldn't matter where it comes yeah. from. Uh, I mean, Canadian films should really- be for like you know you get into this weird like all right. So it has to be made in America to be nominated for an Oscar, right? Is, right. is that what is that what the logic is? Well, to be fair, Canadian film is just absolutely <laughs> trash. Like everything. And I was going to say, there are so many more Canadian origin actors in Hollywood than anybody even necessarily realizes a lot there of the time. They really are. Jim, Jim Carrey, uh, to who else? Uh, Deadpool himself, Mr. Reynolds. I mean, the oh, yeah. list goes on and on yeah. and on. Yeah. So it, it's it's like Chauncey was saying, ignorance is, is uh, he, he hadn't seen Parasite. Um and yeah, yeah, he was really swinging for Joker. He listed off a bunch of things 
that that Joker spoke to. Um, unfortunately for him, those apply to <laughs> Parasite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if anything stronger, yeah, yeah, it's it. As somebody who who professionally capitalizes on some people being moronic uh, and ignorant, <laughs> that that really is unfortunate for him that that he he, he loaded the the video with with i don't know what parasite is and, and then goes on this this listing off what what's great about joker and and it's just like dude you're you're talking about parasite like uh, it's it's just it's, a slow moving train there are, accident there are similarities to be made between joker and parasite oh, like class how, is uh, is is huge in, oh. in both of them yeah, yeah, and class, they both have a class. character who like laughs for weird reasons. Like you know, there's there's reasons for them to be discussed together. Uh, but yeah, no, that guy kind of put his Joker didn't have any peach fuzz though, so there's that. That's oh, well. I mean, hold on. Did did, uh, did Joaquin have like a little like like spattering of hair on his face at one scene? Would that count as peach fuzz or? Sorry, Ben. Uh, Lindsay, what we? No, I mean a video like this. Sorry, no, no, go ahead. I I I just interject real quick and say that like a video like this trending to the degree that it does it it's just an epitome of this like rage culture that i think is way too big on youtube like you know the whole like i just want to like rant and go nuts about something i I mean angry joe reviews who cecil likes and people who just have these like just rant kind of just hate fests on stuff and it's it's not a segment of the culture that i'd like to be associated (laughs) with it's like even as a as like you know, going back to when I was a music critic, like I always tried to look at stuff objectively and be like, okay, even if I'm not necessarily enjoying something, I still want to look like it. Well, you know, well, listen to somebody just piss all over well, something. Well, well, and stop, it's stop, a bummer. Stop. Uh, <laughs> even though I'm not necessarily enjoying something, re-say everything you said after that because it really got jarbled. Damn. <laughs> Uh, it's just like popular within the just YouTube culture, the the alleged like critic culture, mm. you know, for anybody who's covering entertainment of any variety, whether it's music, whether it's television, movies, whatever. Uh, you know, there's an Offspring song called "It's Cool to Hate," and it's making fun of hate culture and the fact that people just love pissing on things and you know not trying to look at it from different angles and you know t- in a critical fashion, just focus upon nothing but negatives and. I don't like that sort of approach. That's once again just me personally, you know. But uh, it's a big thing on YouTube, man. Angry Joe and all those different uh, people who just rant about stuff. I mean, I, I know there's a niche for it, and it's very viable. But you know, what are you well, do? I mean, I I uh-huh. joked about it earlier when I introduced Chauncey, but um, when it when it comes to critiquing films, when it comes to having a voice and and being trusted or respected or or somebody that that people go to um who has the right i guess is is the question like where should credentials start when it comes to you know Mm. being a critic like that like first of all not not seeing parasite like not seeing the thing you're talking about like that automatically yeah that's yeah one. That, 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 that's a big x that, 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 yeah, yeah. you need to start there knowledge of what yeah. you're talking about i think would would be no. a bare bones thing but like like what else should give people the right to 
uh, speak from a critical perspective. Well, I, if I do not jump in, I, I just, I, I do think, I like to think of film criticism as something of a science <laughs> in a way, um, because you have an hypothesis, you have a hyp hypothesis or whatnot. And you're saying, you know, I usually, I have a very, okay. So when I do my articles or whatnot, I start with, this is my argument that this was a good movie or this is a bad movie or this did this. And then I support it throughout through examples, usually non-spoilery, but in dissecting structure of story of story structure you know and there are people who don't do that you know they do it from maybe a perspective of that was a cool flip and, like, <laughs> and that wasn't a cool flip or what brie larson said before the movie even came out i hate this movie yeah. like i think yeah. like what, what is being talked about with the whole thing of rage of coming from a more emotional i mean whatever you give a perspective because even science can be influenced by because we you, you back in the day you had like racist science <laughs> kind of thing with the structure of like the human skull and whether that meant certain races were smarter than others so it can always be influenced mm. but i do think if you come from a place of uh dissecting it mm -hmm. from a more objective point of view like did this have three acts did it did it you know achieve what it seemed like it was trying to achieve or did it fail at that things like that can give I don't think necessarily a perspective. I never try to say this is a good movie, this is a bad movie, unless I really just hated it or something. <laughs> but, then I, but then I say, this is how I felt. But I also say, well, also, even if I wasn't a biggest fan of it, let me tell you the things I thought it was trying to do and whether or not I thought it did it. You know, and I think mm. when you do it that way, it's a lot harder. I just find it's a lot harder for people to argue with me necessarily in the sense of like you don't know what you're talking about because i'm like well in paragraph four i explained why i had this perspective based off of this scene right you know and i do think there is uh on both ends like just like this guy you know they're calling him incel or whatnot just like this guy when it comes to um parasite on the other end of that before joker even came out there were a lot of pieces that were saying we don't need another movie about a white guy who is uh socially awkward or something. you know it was just like things like that where people were just really counting out this movie saying that it would encourage oh yeah culture encourage yeah guys who yeah. hate women and 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 there was a whole thing about uh shootings and stuff and joker when i did i i really thought thought it was like a condemnation of the reagan era of mm. like capitalism mm. it was totally the opposite it talked about class structure it talked about you know everything that we said parasite talked about <laughs> but you know it was it was also counted out on the other end of the spectrum just like you know some people say conservative it was counted down on the other end so there's this kind of weird rage to like really on both ends i think at times to kind of dismiss something if it doesn't fit the narrative mm. on both ends. And I think I would like to get past that because I really like Joker, but at first I was kind of hesitant to want to give it. So I had to like make sure I came correct and why I thought it because I'm like, people are gonna, you know, call in to question my SJW card. <laughs> if I like but I really liked it, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what it's about, you know? So. Yeah, it's it's strange. Mm. There, there's uh, a subculture of of critics that um, yeah. really really value a certain type of film uh, a certain subgenre uh, comic book movies seem to get disrespected a lot if if you listen to these people enough and mm. um, I, 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 I again you know just just having having a bunch of gear 
and you know being a, a really strong supporter of something i don't think that makes you a critic uh mm-hmm. just just because i i i have all the books doesn't mean uh, I'm a library. Uh, you know, it, I think education needs to play in some somewhere, uh, and and not favor. Well, kind of hitting it, right? Uh, so, sorry, I, I think education is a big part of it, and I, I don't mean like I I really haven't done much college, so I'm, I'm about to <laughs> put my own foot in my mouth here. But like the the devaluing of education has led to a point where you know people just. <sighs> How do I say this? That's not a complete pretentious. <laughs> Too late. So, <laughs> I mean, the fact that I've already said that means I've already lost. Yeah, just push through. <laughs> Get it out. Power through. So, you, you know, you can't just look at a movie that's like 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 Birds of Prey. Like some people, they can't look at a movie like Birds of Prey and be like, "Oh, that looks like a a fun uh, superhero movie or kind of a weird crime movie or whatever." They have to. Some people, they uh, their immediate reaction is, "Oh, it's." It's feminazi pushing the SJ. Like, uh, what, I, I, we just need to get beyond that. Where, like, you, you know, politics are an art. All art is, a, is, in one way, shape, or form, making some kind of political stance. Even when you're not making a political stance, that in of itself is arguably a political stance. But mm. that shouldn't be the purpose of the art. That shouldn't right. be like the deciding factor of like it should be the story. It should be the characters. It should be how it's telling those things whether or not the characters are connecting with each other or they're just like voids that are just moving through the story you know it, it well and i'm the guy that's always like paul calling out like hey I, I like this movie because it's got this subliminal message but like that's not the reason why i like the movie there's a lot of other factors to go into before you get to any kind of political messaging and well, stuff. well sure like uh and, uh we say it a lot on this show you know it, a message shouldn't be the the top of the cake when it comes to a movie that like if you can if you can layer it in there and, and have it be subtle or, or subtext that's what makes you know having those those subtext uh, in film that that's what makes it easy, easier mm-hmm. to to receive like I, I don't mind watching a movie that tells me I'm a piece of shit just as long as it's a good movie like like make it like make a good movie and you know oh wow I'm really an asshole that movie showed me something about myself that that yeah. whatever that's just good storytelling right. period right yeah. that's storytelling if someone's good at telling a story even if you feel like complete shit at the end yeah. of it you're like well give me more <laughs> yeah. sir I enjoyed that lashing yeah exactly <laughs> you know of like Whatever you told me, because that you told it well, you know. Like if you know how okay. to tell it well, that's just good storytelling. Yeah. Right. yeah, I think we were talking about like some months ago on another stream. It was like the Us movie mm-hmm. and how there was mm-hmm. an issue of I was being told. I think we talked about I was being people were telling people you have to watch it more than once, and I was like, I don't think I should have to watch it, more than <laughs> once. Get it? because I think if you told the story right, I'd get the majority of it the first mm-hmm. time, and I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good storytelling you know yeah i that i love like i like that you brought that up because (laughs) i think i would like joker more if i watched it again but i don't really kind of want to watch it again like i didn't hate it i just i'm over it i want to move past joker at this point like i don't want to dwell on it anymore (laughs) yeah just sorry go ahead I know. I was just gonna echo what what lindsay was saying about just you know film criticism and i i feel like proper training and structure and uh, i mean in just actually approaching stuff and backing up your point and stuff like that i mean if 
as a print reviewer back when I was doing it, it was like, okay, you basically put together your thesis statement right off the bat, which is your like your consensus of feelings about it, and then you back up your points and, and so on. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's where we... It's almost like the Jane Silent Bob Strike Back mentality, where it's like the internet is giving everybody, you know, the, the you know outlet to bitch about films and blah 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 and so on and so forth. And so yeah, you have your like makeshift critics, people who are very popular for the you know rant approach or whatever the hell it may be. But there is something to just getting like clear credentials and having the respect if you are approaching it with the proper structure and yeah, not, you know all, knowledge all, is, all of that other knowledge stuff. is power here like that that that, yes. that ignorance yeah. is is incredibly weak when it comes to critique um like yeah. i i am not well educated on sound i don't know what what the difference between sound editing and sound design is so you know what i do i shut the fuck up about it i don't know <laughs> i don't know anything about sound you can talk about those oscars all you want i have nothing to contribute but they're and they've and they actually talked about combining that in just one award for sound you know because of the fact that like so many people are just unaware as to the nuances of both of those different categories right. so yeah, yeah the people I mean, voting just, just probably don't know <laughs> Yeah, uh, sorry, board, sorry. Board, board, yay. <laughs> yeah, you know, just just, just read some books. You know, credentials. Moving <laughs> on, camera. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just just uh, come from a place of knowledge. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, I do think people like the echo chamber too, though. It's not just oh, always yeah. a yeah. Some people like listening to people who uh, who they agree with. Oh, absolutely, period. absolutely. <laughs> like that's yeah. just going. Even if that person, I can give the most nuanced, like layered objective thing but if someone likes to hear that movie was crap they're gonna probably want to spread around the other person absolutely video more because that's just what they agree with absolutely you know we have an echo chamber culture too but which builds on rage and things because that's why so much stuff was coming out about the joker mm -hmm. being an incel movie because everyone was just it was like the sky is falling everyone was just believing the sky is falling yes the sky is falling like yeah, and that's it's also why it's good to like have people to work with as opposed to just having your own little like rant thing. Like, because what I tried to say a few minutes ago, you guys have said so much more eloquently <laughs> since. <laughs> so, thank you very much for being supportive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, real, real quick, Aaron, uh, nine ninety nine super chat. Thank you very much. Uh, good stuff, y'all. It seemed like Joaquin was drunk during his speech. Um, well, will we ever? You don't say. <laughs> will we ever have a time when people realize that a movie is just a movie, love it or hate it? It's just art. Um, That's a very I, interesting I, question. I, we might. I don't think we're anywhere yeah. close. Uh, I, I think, I think a lot of things are probably going to have to change on a societal level, or at least we're going to have to get more adapted to the new streaming YouTube stuff. Because I think that's what's contributed to a lot of this stuff is Twitter and YouTube. And so, yeah, I guess we're part of the problems ourselves. But I'd like to think that we're the right end of the spectrum well, of this uh, problem. You know, people people mm. like us, people in, in our mm -hmm. universe, have too much power now, I think, is the mm -hmm. problem. Like, like uh, it, it's, not, it's not word of mouth that drives certain aspects of hollywood it's it's this backlash culture it, it's it's this mm -hmm. i mean who knows what what uh warner brothers w would have done with the dc universe if it wasn't for the internet who knows what disney would have done with star wars if it wasn't for the internet like uh i mean what who who brought it up earlier that they're actually changing the name of birds of prey yeah <laughs> yeah just to just to 
like you know it's they're they're doing a lot of things on the fly like mm-hmm. and and don't you don't you have like like marketing and research to to figure this out like huh. what there is so much knee-jerk course correction yeah. that constantly transpires though man it's really crazy to yeah me. <laughs> and so so mm-hmm. people that that if you if you scream loud enough you're gonna you're gonna make a difference and that that really shouldn't be the case no although i do i do i'm very happy that they changed the design of sonic because <laughs> yes. people were probably <laughs> so sometimes it's okay yeah but also they should have known that didn't work before it hit the trailer like no one in design was like this is shit <laughs> you know like he doesn't look like so i mean yeah like why wait for public sentiment so i yeah i definitely yeah. right that. And, uh, uh, and on the subject of the title change, th- this is how many movies within the because like, we got Sonic, then we got Cats getting its patch, and now we have the Birds of Prey movie being changed. Why are all these movies being getting day one patches like their video games? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like I always bring up how movies are becoming more like the video game industry in the worst ways, and you're just lending more credence to my argument. Stop. Well, it. <laughs> the, the thing about Cats is like really, really weird. Like, did did yeah. nobody proof that movie? Like, how do you how do you let a, a bare hand get through like that? That that's that's quality control. How does that happen? Because they changed that movie so much and so frequently that mm-hmm. when critics mm-hmm. finally saw it, that was also the same day that the director saw the final. Oh, that's awful! Yeah. You got to move the date. Like yeah. that that's that's yes. the other thing too. Like, and congrats to Sonic. We'll be talking about that in a, in a hot second. That's coming out this week. No, we will. <laughs> C- congrats to them for <laughs> for for moving the date. S- since when mm-hmm. are dates so firm with with these movies? I I don't understand that either. Oh, we don't. Well, these they trying to win with. an award? Oh, sorry. Oh, Cats. I think was yes. Yeah, it, th- it thought it had the potential. <laughs> but like you know, well, I mean, based on the cast in place and everything, the notoriety of the of, of the musical itself, I, I'm in the minority. I didn't hate Cats. <laughs> I, didn't I, saw either. It. I liked it. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I actually thought it was alright. It was alright. I haven't seen it, so I yeah, can't comment. It. I do really want to, but I have. I had yet. a few drinks before I watched it. So that might have. <laughs> oh, there you go. It, but I really enjoyed <laughs> it. <laughs> nice, nice, I mean, nice. there's. There's like a couple pretty solid songs in there, and then there's a couple other sequences that are just absolutely bonkers, you know. But uh, in any event, it wasn't the train wreck, everybody. Once again, the burden of expectation. I went to that movie thinking it was going to be the like biggest hot pile of garbage ever, and when it wasn't quite that, it was more enjoyable than I imagined. I was like, okay, well, you know, it's the opposite of the spectrum, I guess. (laughs) That's what's unfortunate about like. Lindsay knows this very much. Uh, John Carter is a movie that I really, really enjoyed, and uh, that's something that I wish came out today. Because if they they released it this weekend, John Carter would be called John Carter of Mars by the second weekend, and perhaps more people would have went to see it. But um, you know, that's a, that's a, yeah. That was with uh, Gambit, right? Gambit or yeah, Taylor uh, Kitsch. That, oh boy, he was in the uh, yeah. That's right. Uh. Yeah, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, yeah. The, the OG Gambit. Yeah, that's right. He was Gambit. I always forget about that. Yeah, Ooh. that Channing Tatum. <laughs> hey, I don't think that's happening. Origins, man. Um. Oh, so so we 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 spoke about it. Uh, we might as well lead into the the weekend coming up. The the two major releases for the Valentine's Day weekend are Sonic the Hedgehog and Fantasy Island. And nothing says I love you like Sonic the Hedgehog or 
Fantasy Island. <laughs> oh, man, I hope James Martin Masters gets like a whole bromance going on with Sonic, <laughs> and they're like rocking around, like holding hands, like being quippy. Like that'd be the romantic movie of the year. For so, me. so uh, let's let's eat the, the smaller portion of our meal first. Uh, Fantasy Island, which <laughs> which is uh, apparently it's it's based on the television show, but it's adapted in a in a in a horror light now. Master the plane, the plane. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I, I have watched not been very island. Everyone always died, so I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's weird. That's all I got. It's weird. <laughs> Go well, ahead. I'll 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 start with you, you horror uh, focusers. Uh, what mm. thoughts are, are you are you psyched for it? Do you, do you have anything for for Fantasy Island? To Blumhouse PG-13, mm. I mean, unless it's like Happy Death Day or something, I'm just really not so into what they've done, Truth or Dare and some of these others. I, I just, I don't know. It's it's taking a property that the average tween kid who this is being marketed for isn't going to know yeah. what the hell Fantasy Island is. So I, I, I'm really just kind of scratching my head about this film. And I, I mean, Michael Pena, yeah, he's great, but he's playing a villain in this. So he's not doing the happy-go-lucky, uh, you know, Ant-Man sort of approach. And, and I've found myself enjoying him more as a comedic actor than a serious actor. And he's done his fair share of horror over the years, mm. too. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm probably more interested in Sonic the Hedgehog oh, than sure. I am Fantasy well, Island. Michael Pena was good in, yeah. in End of Watch. That wasn't too funny. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't hmm. that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Chauncey, yeah. what do you what do you what's your perspective on Fantasy Island? Yeah, I don't I don't have much to make of it. I, I think it it's it seems mysterious. I mean, if I I, I I'm familiar with the with the, the namesake yeah. of it. Um I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was it was a TV <laughs> show like uh, that that yeah, had a so, little person I mean, that that was the the big thing people remember yeah. about it. So like coming into it, I'm like, this looks like honestly, if you don't even know if it's referencing something else, I think you would just think this is a movie about people who end up on an island and some weird stuff is going yeah. on. I don't I don't know why they needed to call it Fantasy right. Island. So I'm going in to it very open, but I've had some, you know, I think it's hit and miss, you know, that like Truth or Dare that was brought up, like that was oh, yeah. that was that wasn't very good. The the sci-fi version of Truth or Dare was way better in comparing. And those movies came out like at the same around the same time and that was a way better film. Then Blumhouse is oh. one. Um, so, whoa, whoa. but you know, there's some decent ones. I just don't have any. I don't know. I'm re- I'm more excited for Sonic. Uh, sure, sure. Just because I love Sonic and I'm just so excited for it because I'm just like I just love everything I'm seeing about it. Mm. So I think it's gonna be a hit. Yeah, <laughs> Lindsay, uh, <laughs> Fantasy Island, any? I I mean I'm I'm looking at the fact that they're calling it Fantasy Island like the same way that Black Christmas was called Black oh, Christmas. Yeah. Hey, a name people recognize. Ching. But yeah, I think I'm gonna be. If I have to only see one of them this weekend, it's probably gonna be Sonic, just because I think that's the more interesting story to talk about at this point. Yeah, Fantasy Island is a, is a TV show that that was off the air by by the mid '80s. So you're you're it's like Fuego said you're you're playing to a PG-13 audience with something that 50 year olds remember fondly like it i i don't understand why why using that name is is important but uh and what what kind of show was it well, i i always had it in my head it was a reality no show, no it was it like wasn't. a like a it was an adventure yeah. show of sorts yeah. you know it was like different guest stars came on each time and you know yeah it was it was just one of those like love boaty yeah type yeah shows magnum pi stuff know. like 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 mm-hmm. that knight rider yeah. uh 
the plane, the plane. It, it's a little guy. Master plane, Bob. Yeah, yeah, that's it. that's Master really plane, it. Plane, yeah. plane. Oh, so yeah. he passed away that right. Yeah. Uh, so, so the the big the big anticipated movie of of the year, thankfully, which got pushed back from last year, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I I love that you guys talked about the fact that it's cool that they pushed it back. Because I really do respect the yeah. hell out of that. Like Justice League might have been saved if they pushed it back. Suicide Squad might have been slightly more watchable if they pushed it. Rise back. of Skywalker. Like, you know, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Like, I started on that. <laughs> I know there's like costs involved, like especially for like distribution costs. Like they've already, they, I guess it's like the sunk cost fallacy. We've already paid for this, this, and this, and this to do this on this, this, and this date. So we don't want to have to then pay that, that, and that to do this on that, that, and that date. But at the same you're gonna time, lose like, money. if it's good, you're... yeah, exactly. Like you're, it's if it's lose lose at that at that point. Like just take the gamble and see what happens. And, and but maybe that's why I'm not the head of a studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chauncey. Well, I mean, oh. at the end of the day, it can't be as bad as the Mario Brothers film, right? I mean, uh, I love that. I movie. like that. Movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Chauncey. <laughs> I like Mario Brothers. Uh, Chauncey, uh, you said you, you, you're excited about Sonic. I am, but just, I think it's just like my childhood type aspect of it, and then they redesigned it. I honestly, I was actually one of those people who. When it first came out and they showed it and I knew he looked bad, I was also someone who was still defending it. Mm. I'm like, you guys just got to see the movie and don't do it. But then when they chant, I'm like, thank God. (laughs) I was still going to watch it, but it's really great because I don't, I want this movie to do well. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, Tika Sumter is in it. And I really like her as an actress. I I love the represent, you know, there's a a young black woman that's in it too. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I've always loved Sonic. So I was like, hey, someone looks like me in the movie. Uh, But yeah, I think overall, I'm just, it looks like a fun movie. Jim Carrey's in it. Like, I just, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to do really well. Like people, I think even if it's like a Valentine's Day date, I think both whoever are going to be fine with going to see it just for various reasons. So I'm excited about it. Actually, quick, quick question. I, cause I just, just popped in my head. Do we think the birds of prey was released today or this week and not this week coming week because it's a movie about a breakup as opposed to like a romance. Like they didn't want to release a movie about a breakup on Valentine's oh, day. I don't, Could that I don't fact? think that mattered. Yeah, I mean, counter-programming on Valentine's Day, man. People love to get... Yeah, like, people like, love that. Watch closer <laughs> on Valentine's Day, and I'm just like, oh, nice, okay. okay that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, Closer was released around that time, and that's a... That's a, that's a rough yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Blue, what you talking Blue about? Valentine or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. uh, Fuego, excitement, Sonic? Uh, mild level. I mean, you know, I was one of those guys who just, I praised Sega through and through. I was a Sega guy as opposed to a Nintendo guy. Yes, I had both systems, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the 90s, but I was like a big time Sega apologist, whether it was Saturn, Dreamcast, all that stuff. And I was really sad when they stopped making consoles, but the games have continued. And, you know, he's not as iconic of a character as Mario, for instance, but nonetheless, I mean, Jim Carrey as Robotnik, man, like that for me is like a big selling point and you know just see him ham it up and be yeah we haven't seen jim carrey like this in a long time it's been a hot minute yeah so i don't know if i've seen him in a movie since kick-ass 2 am i wrong about that that's possible Uh, he he was doing that showtime series yeah i think it got canceled Did he um, yeah, where it's like the darker version of Mr. Rogers yeah, or something, kidding? right? Mm-hmm. I think it's called Kidding, right? Yeah, I never saw it, unfortunately. Yeah, ditto. That's a it. hell of a pitch right there. Dark Mr. Rogers or Jim Carrey. I want to watch that. <laughs> oh, too late. <laughs> it's yeah, off the air. Yeah. 
Too bad I didn't hear about it three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Birds of Prey, Sonic, Fantasy Island. Uh, I don't. I don't think Fantasy Island is competing for first. Uh, do we think Birds of Prey has a chance to repeat in first, or is Sonic that strong? I'm conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone got a coin they can flip? Uh, <laughs> like you said, counter programming is always very big on Valentine's Day, but I guess they're both counter programming. Mm-hmm. Um, very much so. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah. Sonic takes it. I'm gonna be the guy. I'm just gonna say Sonic takes it. Boom! Flag down. The towel thrown in or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Birds of Prey is gonna dip very much. I think it'll still probably make somewhere in the twenties, and yeah. uh, you know, Sonic maybe does close to 40, 30s ish. Probably the same kind of numbers that we got last weekend from uh, you know Birds of Prey, but it's not gonna be a big one at, at the box office in my estimation. So I, I, I mean, Fantasy Island might be lucky if it makes ten or twelve. You know, it's just not a property that I think people really care that much about. No, so, especially the yeah. way they set it up. I, I, I it everything about that movie confuses the hell out of me. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't I mean, know if it's it's supernatural or science or yeah. what. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the trailer several times and I still don't really know what's happening. I know it's horror and it's like on an island with couples. It, that. That's literally like I thought. I thought they were doing a movie like that Vince Vaughn movie where they all went like couples vacation, couple couple retreat or, or something like that. It it or... felt like that. I'm like, oh, why why are we doing another one of these? But it's it's not a it's. It's not a comedy, I don't think. <laughs> or... Well, also, Sonic is like a family movie, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, think, yeah. like, people can bring their kids and stuff to it, which is going to be a little different from Fantasy and Birds of Prey. So yeah. if the people who have kids want to go out for Valentine's Day, they can... I don't know if they want to take their kids, but... Do we think there's... I got cats. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't take the cats to the movies with you? No, like, a little, little bag? Like a... <laughs> no, they don't let me. Uh, what what about the the possible hangover of the backlash on Sonic? Do we think that the fact that it it was trending for all the wrong reasons a couple months ago might might keep people at home? Well, I think the opposite. I think people are going to be really interested to see this. <laughs> uh, at least like film people that like uh, they're going to at least want to see what this movie ended up looking like, even if they don't think it's going to be good. They'll at least be curious. I, I could be hmm. wrong, but that's my sense. Well, I mean, the fact that, like, Smurfs and Paddington and some of these weird, like, hey, we're going to have a CG creature with real people, you know, I, those have all done pretty well for whatever reason. And, I mean, this is like, a, I don't know, Sonic is a character and, and an IP, if you will, that is extremely recognizable. Maybe more so with, like, people a little bit more our age, yeah. you know. I, I'm not, like, a gamer anymore, so I don't know if they're even still putting out new Sonic games or, or anything of that nature, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll probably be more so like parents who used to play the Genesis taking their kids and, you know, and enjoy it like that. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a so. big, colorful cartoon character. I mean, I mean, even if the uh-huh. kids don't know what it is, it, it, it shouldn't be that hard to sell. Yeah. Anybody remember the Sonic cartoons from the 90s? There was two. Oh, yes. They used to come on at like 6 a.m. when I was over in Jersey. They used to play it right before I went to school. I used to always watch it. Hell yeah. That Those and were... Baby Huey. For some reason, they coupled it together. Baby <laughs> Huey. Oh wow, that's a. Yeah. That's a memory Is that right Ducktales, Baby uh... Huey? 
whatever was that big duck with the camper is that uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that okay yeah yeah they used to play his cartoon <laughs> i just remember the image of the character i don't remember anything else but you did give me a nostalgia smack when you said <laughs> that name it's like oh wow that's something i hadn't thought about <laughs> i'm just wondering if we're gonna get some tails or knuckles or any of those other characters uh, yeah. or if we're gonna yeah, kind of kind of hold back a little bit. Hope if this one performs well enough, they start throwing them in sequels. But yeah, who knows? I think they're gonna come in towards the end, something like that. Uh... So just to open, I think it's gonna get a sequel. I think I think it's, I have hope. I I felt like I saw the community come together when they redesigned it. Whatever community that is, <laughs> <laughs> people, the the echo chamber on Twitter. Everyone was just like, "Look, you guys complained <laughs> enough. Now you have to go support this mm. movie." You know, we'll see if the, I mean, I feel like some of those people that complain probably weren't going to watch it anyway. And that's usually the way too. but yeah, I, I, the, you know, the, the trouble, the the troubling thoughts that I have about it are, are similar to, uh, Mario brothers, but only for like how they're going to tell the story because the Mario brothers movie, they went in a weird direction. Like as far as adapting a game, that film that we got in 93 or whatever, that, that isn't really representative of what's in the game. So what I'm thinking of is, all right, I know Sonic, he runs around and gets rings and then he jumps on TV sets to whatever. So how are they going to, like, yeah, what what is the relevance? Uh, is it just the video game character that they're dropping in with, with the villain? Or, you know, are rings going to be a part of this movie? I feel like he's an alien, right? Isn't he an alien? Is he? I think so. I think that's how they're playing. Okay. He's not like just a hedgehog that suddenly can talk. (laughs) Right. Okay. I think I've seen something in the trailer about like the rings like make portals or something like that. Maybe I'm extrapolating too much from like a quick shot. Uh, But I I think the rings are being a plot point of some. Yeah. So that's that's where I get cautiously uh skeptic uh, i, I it, it's it's just just a weird thing to to put in a story uh, or you know a uh, a narrative it, yeah in a video game it makes yeah, sense it's, but... yeah it still feels more in the spirit of the games in all honesty i mean that's like i i still remember watching super mario brothers and i'm like okay hoskins is in it am i watching brazil like what <laughs> is this movie man i mean this feels a little more in in line with the property so yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's good or bad. I it, it, it... Yeah, yeah, I could go either right, way. Right, yeah. um, So uh, on to news. Uh, yesterday uh, on the red carpet, uh, Ryan Johnson announced that we're getting Knives Out too. Yes, officially greenlit, mm. which is cool. Um, and I love how Laura Dern got an Oscar last night and and Ryan Johnson announced that. So for all the Last Jedi haters, sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody's doing yes. fine without you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about this? Stoked. Yeah. Super stoked, man. I mean, the only uh, returning character from the report that was out today Daniel on deadline Craig. is going to be the fact that Dan, Dan, Daniel Craig, you know, but completely new mystery scenario, uh, you know, family or whatever cast of characters. And I'm, I'm totally for that, man. You know, just throw him like fish out of water into a different situation, maybe a completely different area of the country, put him in the south or, you know, put him, I don't know, it's like wild, wild west here, you know, somewhere in the, in the, in the desert or something. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm all for it. And it was uh, it, like Ryan Johnson, he succeeds the best where he's kind of working in my estate 
estimation. No, no uh, offense needed for you know Last Jedi apologists and stuff like that. But I just feel like he he succeeds the best when he's telling his own stories as opposed right. to like playing playing in somebody else's pond. You mm. know, I mean whether it's Looper, whether it's Brick. I love Brick, uh, and that was where he kind of showed that he likes telling these kind of noiry kind of stuff and uh and like mysteries you know crime drama so to speak i mean this was definitely more on the comedic side but mm. i loved the whimsy of it and just you know craig's portrayal it was one of my favorite characters on mm. screen this past year Razor so I, I mean, yeah like fast track that film man you know i'm i'm assuming they're probably going to try to get out in the next like nine months to a year so uh, you know don't rush too forward, much man. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't want a black christmas this <laughs> Chauncey, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, *Knives Out*? Or, or, or how how do you feel about the first one? Because we never spoke to you about that. And, and yeah, no, I think it's great that it's uh, getting a sequel. Because for one, it's like this original story, and in such of a time of so many reboots mm. and you know uh, franchise, you know, just all types of stuff. It's nice to see an original film kind of do as well as it has and people still wanting to go see it even as it's been out for weeks and stuff so i think it just it tells well for original storytelling mm. uh it's a it's a victory for that in that regard and i know i heard someone say they hope that in each new movie because i guess they're hoping it'll be a franchise huh. that uh daniel craig gives a different uh accent <laughs> each time <laughs> like, every, like they just change his accent everyone uh, thing. And I think Ryan Johnson, like uh, Ryan Johnson, he um, actually said, I'm not opposed to that. He actually tweeted that he's not opposed oh, to doing boy. that. That so. might actually be that quite fun. Amazing. Oh, that would be so amazing. Yeah, yeah. If he's just trying to like throw people off constantly by taking right? a completely <laughs> different vernacular and inflection and stuff. That, that, that could be that dope. Actually, I, I actually want that. Now, if it doesn't happen, yeah. I'll be sad. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, we got any other? Uh, and uh, just for the for the record, Knives Out is still in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Still doing wow! We're just, still just, yeah, just throwing that out there. Still top ten. I 10. think that's coming out on home media <laughs> soon. Next week, two weeks from now, it, it's mm. it's due on VOD and Blu-ray and stuff relatively soon. I hope so. That'd be very cool. Fuego, we got any large topics to discuss before we shut her down? Fuego. Um, not an immense amount this past week unfortunately man i mean uh you know oscar ratings being the lowest and who knows how long you know like just a little over 20 million so that was something uh we also talked about knives out um how about sam raimi possibly directing this doctor strange sequel uh it's nothing confirmed as of yet i think it was either thr or deadline that broke the report initially He's in talks, so there's nothing like set in stone as of yet. I was really disappointed when Scott Derrickson left the project over creative differences because I, as far as, like, you know, the later Marvel films that entailed characters that I wasn't that familiar with, like Ant-Man and, like, Doctor Strange were really my two favorites aside from, you know, I guess Guardians and everybody else, obviously. But, uh, yeah, bring on a name of his esteem for a project like this where it's supposedly horror-centric leaning and everything, I mean... I don't know. I'm I'm quite stoked about the possibility. It's going through a rewrite with uh, Loki Disney Plus series scribe right now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't know. Same same Remy directing another superhero movie though. What do you guys think? So so we talked about this. Give me. Yeah, we we talked about this <laughs> yesterday on on Cody's channel, and um, it, it is supposed to be a multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, multiverse of so. What we were talking about was if it's Sam Raimi and it's a multiverse, why not get Tobey Maguire's 
Spider-Man in that. Oh my god, that'd be such a cool. <laughs> what if they then did that. like Spider-Verse too? That'd be very yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's still my favorite Spider-Man too. Yeah. Uh that's I had not thought about that possibility. That is very cool. I'm just a huge old school Sam Raimi fan, so the idea of him doing a movie like this, even though I'm a huge Scott Derrickson fan as well, so I'm sad to see him mm -hmm. go. Yeah. But Same. if you gotta replace him, Sam Raimi's a hell of a choice. Yeah. Like it's kind of hard to be upset about that, even if I wasn't the biggest fan of his last couple of movies. What was it? The Oz, the Great and Powerful, and then he did one more after. I that, actually liked he? Oz. Uh, I, I liked Oz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I like Oz too. Actually, I'll, I'll be that minority. <laughs> I, That's fine. I, I thought it was fun. He was a scoundrel in that movie, and it was amusing to me. Do, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. That do you guys it. think that you know working under the the Marvel umbrella you might? With with what Sam Raimi is and what he does, do you think it's it's a little restrictive to him having to to answer to to them? Well, he's, he's also working for the mouse. Too, yeah, right? yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't know. I got. I, I'm a person. So I don't know. I didn't even watch the original Doctor Strange. Oh. Oh, okay. So I I pick and choose Marvel films. I watch all DC stuff. I pick and choose. Oh, Marvel. oh, somebody okay. snooty about Marvel. <laughs> <I know. laughs> CP, one of one of those yeah, on the show. Yeah. What the hell, man? No, <laughs> no, DC only. I see. <laughs> I didn't say only. I didn't say <laughs> no, you're fine. You're 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 totally. I'm just being a dick. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so so there was a trailer last week for Spiral. Uh, have we uh, all seen yes. it? Oh, I forgot yeah. to see that. Yeah, how was it? It was good. It, it's it. it's like less horror than I was <laughs> anticipating, honestly. You know, I, I mean, it seems much more on the like cop procedural side of things. But honestly, I was digging Chris Rock playing serious, man. Mm -hmm. I was really digging the hell out of that. And of course, you've got Samuel L. You know, dropping a MF bomb in there in the trailer, which was great. You know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that they're marketing it as Spiral. Uh, to, from what, the, the Book of Saw, Saw yeah. Or Book of Saw or whatever. That's where it just makes me wonder if it's going to hurt the process. Kind of like, I mean, Bumblebee. Kind of like so many of these, like, big-time IPs that decided to use a different title as opposed to really putting their brand, you know, forward. I don't think so and in I, this case. I, so in this because yeah. Saw has never leaned on any of its star power. This is Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. Like those names can sell tickets. You don't. You don't need to. You know the the Saw brand isn't something that that you need to to bring asses into the seats. You you, you got these two stars that that will do that. You know, uh, Tom Cruise in insert thing here. Uh, mm. People still went to watch the Mummy with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, not many people. <laughs> right. Did, oh yeah. It it it, <laughs> it still didn't. Well, yeah, or maybe that's a bad example, but yeah, I am disappointed that I did to to, to clarify. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't think Saw needs its its franchise name to to sell itself here. I, I don't know, Chauncey, what do you think? Mm -hmm. uh, I no, yeah, I agree. I think because I I think there's going to be a strong sentiment of, of people wanting to see, you know, what it's about, and I think. I think for a lot of people with the Saw franchise, as it went on, you know, I think this is kind of a breath of fresh mm. air in mm. it for many people. Just kind of, I like, I like the cop procedurals mm -hmm. a lot of times. So I'm, I'm digging that they're taking this kind of um, angle with it. And I think it'll, 
it might help. I, I think it'll help the franchise. Or maybe people will revisit the previous ones to see if you, if, you know, you kind of fell out of love with it after a bit yeah. and whatnot. So, um, and I just like the new take. I mean, I was a little skeptical when I heard that he, that Chris Rock had brought the had bought the franchise, <laughs> and I was just like. Uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> like, and, you know, and I thought, why? But I got where he was coming from because he was like, this hard thing is, you know, lucrative. Maybe I can get into uh-huh. it and, and whatnot. And so, but at first I was like, well, what can he, what's he going to bring to it necessarily? So I, I'm glad that, you know, I was surprised in just the angle that it was. I wasn't expecting that. So I was, I'm a little bit, I'm more hopeful yeah. about Yeah, it. I was happy to see like color in the trailer like like saws the one thing i think about saw the franchise is everything looks so green like everything's just got that weird green green. yeah yeah just just weirdly lit and it was just nice to see yellows and 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 uh, i think there was a a shot of a church and it was like oh look yellows and reds in in a saw movie (laughs) i do like that i think that because we brought up bumblebee because it's, it's spiral from the book of Saw, so you still have Saw yeah. in the title there. I True. Think it'll, mm. I mean, I, who knows? Maybe that's not that's too far deep. Like, how many words into the title is it before you get to Saw? That might be too. <laughs> and far. the and the uh, doll is different yeah. too. I don't know if you guys caught oh, that. Is it? Uh, I, I don't. No. I don't know that there's this one no. shot, and it's so tiny where they're looking down this like alleyway, and it there's this doll that definitely doesn't look like the thing with the. The red spirals on the cheeks. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. What did you guys yeah, think well, of the, the last? That... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to contend that, uh, you know, the fact that, like, he actually approached them with his yeah. pitch. You know, he was just like, okay, we should make another one of these. I know Jigsaw underperformed, unfortunately. That was one that they thought after, you know, years away from the franchise, people were going to be just totally stoked for. Didn't really do the kind of money they were hoping. And, uh, yeah, just to get a, a different take, a different perspective and stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm much more curious about this than I was Jigsaw, which came out a couple of years ago. So mm. yeah. I kind of like Jigsaw, too. I do, like, too. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but... Yeah. Like I, I, I've only seen the first three of the original Saw movies, because then the third one they kill him. I'm like, uh, how do you continue from here? So I never bothered seeing four through eight. Or if you watch, if you watch the are. Saw 3D yeah. and then watch Jigsaw, Jigsaw feels like Citizen Kane compared to Saw Seven or whatever, whatever it really? was. Yeah, it. I mean, you know, it's it's not it's not fantastic. It's just right. in contrast to the last thing we had from the Saw franchise. It was like, oh well, you know, more of the same, but at least it's not horror well there's a simplicity or i mean simplicity is not the right word because the, the traps have all gotten ridiculous but i felt like <laughs> they were mm-hmm. simpler in this one than i remember them being and so like you know just you're there's 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 grain falling on you and you're trapped and then like sharp things are falling like that's just gravity that's so <laughs> simple like there's no crazy contraptions or anything uh i mean and this one looks like it's because i did kind of just watch the trailer Maybe it's going to kind of get back to that. I mean, it was with the sound off, obviously, but uh, who knows? Maybe with the sound is completely different. Uh, but if it's simple traps, I'm mm-hmm. in. Because, I mean, the one thing about Jigsaw I didn't like was when, like, the laser trap, like, melted the guy's head. That well, was yeah, a, I, that was a lot I, I think I think where, where movies like Saw, movies like Final Destination really, really succeed is getting you, the audience member, to, to put yourself in the person's shoes and, oh, yeah. oh well, what, what would I mm-hmm. do in this situation? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a bit of a, uh, I don't know, it, it's a, a niche genre of film. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. the story, that, like with stuff like this, the story doesn't have to be 
incredibly strong as long as the the gags are intuitive enough i i, I guess is what i would say well you know cleverness clever covers up so much like yeah. if you really think about the twist in the original saw it doesn't yeah. make sense but it's so good when you see it in visceral and it yeah. hits you and it's like oh god he just laid there for three yeah. days like <laughs> yeah but Again, he laid there for three days. That doesn't make sense, but it's such a good twist. Yeah, they... yeah I was going to say, Saw, Saw 2 still has the most unsettling scene I've possibly ever seen in a film, and that's with all the syringes yeah. where that... Yeah. Like, that made me cringe more so than maybe anything I have ever seen on screen. My God, it's so disgusting. <laughs> I, to this day, I have to look away when I get shots. I'm that... 30, yeah. I can't do it. So. Yeah. Which one was the one where the guy cuts off the, his skin on the back of his neck to get the barcode, or at least he thinks he's getting the barcode that way? Because he said oh. he needs to. Oh, yeah. Whichever, that, the... that was like the last one. I think that was either the third one or something oh. where I was just like, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, right? <laughs> Self-mutilating like yeah. that. Yeah, he cuts up, he's like the last one. He like cuts off the barcode. Off the because mm -hmm. like you can't read the barcode without a partner and he's like yes I can he like cuts off <laughs> so I think he was delirious by then I was like that's where we are but the first one I loved the first one because it was such a mystery mm. you know and then that twist I mean yeah retrospect it's like maybe it didn't make much sense but I was like so Whoa. yeah I was like what. <laughs> The first time he gets up, like my brain just melted. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and when you find out that the guy who is the the, the master behind the the plan was actually himself playing a part of the game, it's just like, oh, oh, we're we're all in on it. It's 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 you know, just go for the ride. It it doesn't doesn't have to make sense, Fuego. Okay, I always think of a scary movie though with Dr. Phil and Shaq where they are in the sausage. <laughs> that was just divinely funny. Anyway. Uh, Man, those first two scary movies are so good. I love them so much. Uh, somebody brought up Morbius in the, in the chat. Oh, yeah, good old Jared Leto. Yes, exactly. Joker himself just playing a different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It, um, I guess I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a weird character to do a one-off like this. Mm -hmm. uh, the, I mean, and I'm not the first person to say it, but the best part of the trailer for me was when freaking Michael Keaton shows up at the right. end. It's just same. Same. Up. Yeah, same. For sure. <laughs> I, but I'm sure it'll be interesting. Jared Leto might be all over the place, but he's rarely boring. He's always he tries in something. Interesting. He certainly tries. Yeah. It, you know, sometimes it's a little too much. It's uh... And he's very choosy about his roles. Like, how many movies has he done since 2010? I think this is his third one. That, that's it? Like, really? That's, I, I could be wrong. But I Mr. Think Nobody, Suicide Squad, uh, the the one where he won the Oscar. That's uh, that's. Oh, oh Dallas Buyers. Dallas Buyers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so four. So he's done four in the last ten years. That's, I haven't uh -huh. even really thought about it yet, neither. I, I, I might, yeah. might be able to find a couple more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's interesting because Morbius was originally supposed to be the main antagonist in the second Blade film with Wesley Snipes, and he was going to be in a post-credits sequence. They filmed it and everything, and then they scrapped the idea when they, yeah, yeah when they brought on Guillermo del, del Toro to, to do the sequel, they changed everything. Uh, significantly but uh yeah i mean he's the living vampire it's just funny because his character is so rooted in the comic code of the fact that it's okay they were trying to just kind of defang and declaw things a little bit and, right. and i mean my basis of knowledge for him is really the spider-man animated series and that's about it i don't really know very much else beyond that 
So he drains the blood through those things in his hands. Like, yeah, yeah that was my. So as as the comic ignoramus here, what what <laughs> you said you said Spider Man and uh, mm-hmm. is that the like the universe that that this guy is from or is it Marvel? Mm-hmm. I mean, because you said you He's said Marvel, Blade yeah. and Spider Man, and those are two totally different things for my my brain to process. It's Spider Man. Yeah, I mean, they're both Marvel, and yeah, I mean. Well, who's who's producing? I mean, it? one of those. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Who's who's producing it? Is it Sony? Oh, Sony. It's... Now this is a Sony. Okay, so thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this fits into Sony's little like side Marvel universe that they're still forging forward with. Right? So, right. Chauncey, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Oh, I I thought it was okay. <laughs> I I mean, Marvius is I. Yeah, I think it's gonna be okay. I mean, I don't because like there was talk that once they make this, that he might interact with Venom, you know, because eventually they want to get Spider-Man back over there once Tom is out of his contract. <laughs> There's a whole thing like, you know, a couple months back when yeah. everyone was vilifying Sony <laughs> about it, even though they were just trying to like stand up yeah. against yeah the, the monopoly, yeah. Yeah, um, so... Even though Disney won. <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, I, I, I appreciate what they're doing and building with what they can get their mm. hands on. Um, so, um, yeah, the trailer looked interesting. Even if I didn't know him as a character, I'd probably still be interested. The hand thing kind of throws me off, but I know that's the comic, mm. you know? So, they just, like, look like little sucking things. Kind of like, there's a scene in, like, Nightmare on Elm Street where he does that with the... Oh, with yeah. The, it's, warriors yeah. uh with wow. with the arms and that's all i can think of <laughs> so it's just throwing me off a little bit but yeah yeah other than that i'll watch it <laughs> oh but it's marvel yeah, yeah i pick and choose i'll watch that i love venom okay <laughs> like everyone was ragging on it i was like this was a great movie i loved it so i kind of pick. i don't i don't know i pick and choose okay <laughs> i i cannot wait for venom sequel i cannot yeah, I, I, want, I, I want i want carnage so bad <laughs> well they tease that at the end right yeah yeah, yeah, and 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 that comes out this year too. I mean, Andy Serkis directing. I think that's got another October release, if I'm not mistaken. So hmm. I mean, yeah, Sony is forging forward, as I said, with that whole like little pocket universe of theirs. Yeah, so. got to root for the little guy. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, is that really coming out this year? I had not heard any about other that. news. Yeah. Yep, Venom two and Morbius double down. Oh, crazy. Okay. No. Sony's finally trying to get that Sinister Six together, I guess. It only took them eight years. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they've had um, Drew Goddard, like just sitting in the wings with his script for a long time at this particular point. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2020, Andy Circus. I can't believe I didn't know that was a thing. That's so funny. Do we have any other news to, to discuss before we... I, I had no idea that Venom was come too was coming out this year. <laughs> that was <laughs> that's, that's breaking news. So, so, so I have to say, guys, especially with the fact that it's now the Best Picture winner, oh. uh, they announced Mark Mark Ruffalo as the lead in this HBO reimagining mm. of *Parasites*. Do we need an American no. version of *Parasites*? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm honestly completely against this American re-envisioning of the of of the film, and yet Bong has even gone on record to say that it's going to be an expanded story, all this different stuff. He's a part of the project. Does this show diminish the value of the film a little bit? What do you guys think? 
it's if it's coming out this close to the movie, that's a little weird. Let it breathe a little bit, I'd say. Uh, but also, I, it, it, I I don't know if I would support it even if they did let it breathe a little bit. Like the like that Snowpiercer movie. That's that was supposed to come out how long ago? And I think we're finally getting it this year. Like, don't I, I don't know. Sometimes just let something be Korean. It doesn't always have to be Americanized. Yeah, that's me though. What, what do you guys got? I agree. I think I think it's a little weird. This idea. I saw articles floating around where people were like, why do you need a remake of something that's... I mean, I know it's not a remake, and it's funny enough, I was just watching uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, or whatever <laughs> it's called, like, yesterday, and they were talking about the difference between a remake and a reboot and all the things that go wrong with it. But it's just like, I don't... I just feel like it, it goes back to that weird... I don't want to say xenophobia, but this weird idea that American audiences can't take in this film as is. You know, but it's already shown that we can. So, right. you know, why it needs to be Americanized necessarily, even if it's going to be expanded. I do, I, I appreciate the fact that, like, he's involved in it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, they didn't cut him out of it necessarily. That's that, that makes it promising. I will give it that. Like, it's, there could be something good there. I won't completely write it off. Yeah. That's, yeah. True. Like, yeah. But, it, 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 no, it's it goes against it, like like everybody's saying it. You know, go go watch Parasite. It's 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 still right. brand new. Um, <laughs> why do we have to adapt? So, like it, it 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 takes away from the fact that this is an original story. It's not like it. It's right. just we we just can't go without copying and redoing something. It it's just. Uh, it, and there are some things that just are inherently for the country that made them. Mm. Like, how many times have they talked about making Akira, but like live action and based in America and stuff like that? But Akira is a movie that's about, you know, Japan getting bombed in World War II. I mean, it's not explicitly about that, but that is basically what it's about. And like, it's it's a big hinging aspect to the plot. Like, yeah. En- enormous, in fact. Yeah. Like, can can an American filmmaker capture that same kind of stuff that's associated with that? I don't know if one. I I'm not saying it's impossible, but I just don't know if it is. Pop, I don't know. It, it's just leave it Korean. Just look at it. Well, have it, any of you seen Infernal Affairs? <laughs> I have not. Because The Departed was uh, yeah. De- Infernal yeah. Affairs, yeah, which oh, was. Oh, I really liked it. Yeah, Departed. right, okay. and and <laughs> that's well. Scorsese's <laughs> only uh, Oscar. Yeah, so you know it's. That was a Hong Kong film or a South Korean film? Damn, I'm trying to remember. But yeah, I know it was from the. I haven't seen it. I know it was from the. Like I I know it was. It was a. You know, Departed was adapted from that, and I, I, I I don't know. I don't think it has a a U.S. release, so I haven't been able to get my hands on it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I was hoping one of you guys had seen it just to you know for comparison because Departed is. I like Mm -hmm. the Departed. I, um. It, it, it was a movie that made me go, yeah, you know what? Fine, Leo is a good actor. I'll, I'll get over Titanic. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a little different because we have access to Parasite. It's it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like you know Scorsese doing a movie that that we don't have any knowledge of. You know, we yeah. it's it's very much in the news right now. Parasite. It, it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. still in the theater. Go like <laughs> never mm-hmm. mind a remake. You can you could watch the 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 real deal original right now 
Yeah, well, I'll do the horror comparison then, because of the fact that uh, Let the Right One In is one of my favorite vampire movies of all time, Swedish mm. film. And then they remade it as Let Me In with Chloe Grace Moretz and, you know, for, for an American audience. And I felt like it was just a inferior, just, you know, kind of example and stuff. And I know they're trying to remake Goodnight Mommy right now. Uh, they're, they're trying to remake Train to Busan for American audiences. Oh, so yeah. I just... I have such mixed feelings about just this Americanized aspect of, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a European film or something from, you know, Eastern Asia or whatever. It's like, come on, just let these these awesome artistic expressions like exist on their Girl own. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Just, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, lots of people like Fincher and it was it was OK. Right. You know, but um, yeah, it just, I don't know. I have very, very mixed feelings, obviously, about this sort of just Americanizing remakes of, you know, other properties from across the uh, world. I, so, it, yeah. Go ahead, Trunty. I was going to say, didn't Will Smith do something old boy or something like that? That was like a remake of something where you like, oh. I don't want to give any. Uh, a Spike Lee like redid old boy. Yeah. 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 And I heard that was decent, oh. but I also heard it didn't. Like, yeah, there were just certain things where I was like, what? If like, you don't know, know the original so. Old Boy, watch the original Old Boy. That, that's incredible. That's yeah. part of a trilogy that I, I just recently watched a couple of weeks ago. That's funny that you brought that up. That <laughs> is fantastic. Um, I, mm-hmm. am, I am completely sympathetic to somebody who doesn't want to read. I would say, you know, maybe get, get better dubbing processes for, for people to, <laughs> if you want to expand. The American audience to, to worldwide films, maybe you know I I, I get it because I I used to you know but two years ago I couldn't I was like oh foreign I'm not I'm not I'm not reading my movie sorry, uh, but you know I've 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 progressed a bit, but I, I understand people who who do obviously I was one of them I, I understand people who think like that, so maybe you know if we get it to a point where. In the English language is in the film. Just keep the the original intact. the The internet has made the world so small. So it's it's really really neat to see stuff from all over, and you know try to keep it intact. At least that's my opinion. Sorry, I disappeared for a minute, but I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sub- subtitles obviously dictate a lot more just engagement mm. with the film. I mean, it's not like if there's something subtitled, I can't put it on half of my computer screen and then edit on the other yeah. side. I have to really just yeah. be completely engaged. I watched the Antonio Banderas film Pain and Glory just a few days ago before the Oscars. That's an awesome movie. Really, really good. And yet I... I got sidetracked as I was, you know, trying to work on other things and I'm trying to pay attention and I'm just like, no, I can't multitask. I have to give this film like the entirety of my attention. And, right. you know, especially with all of us who soak up so much popular culture, whether it's film, television, whatever, uh, certain things. And, you know, if it's not our natural language, it dictates more, uh, you know, just concentration, yeah. I guess. And so that's a good I, thing. In some I love raw, the, the French film. I, I can't watch it nearly as much as I'd like to because you 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 have to. I don't speak French, so I, like you have to watch it and look at it, not like you know, throw it on in the background as you might be able to do. Like uh, Avengers, I threw on uh, Endgame a couple of days ago and just had it. You know, I was able to hear it and go do other things, and like I, I'd seen it already. I knew certain parts, but it's you can't really do that with stuff you're you're unfamiliar with what they're saying. So it's it's tricky. Yeah. 
I've always been kind of in the the middle ground on this because I, I watch a decent amount of anime, and d- depending on the show, like uh, I either go dubbed or subbed. Like like Dragon Ball Z, I've been watching that since I was five, so it's like it's weird for me to switch from the American voice actors that I would listen to growing up to the Japanese ones. Like that's not what Frieza sounds like to me, so I, I just <laughs> can't get into it. But then something more modern like Attack on Titan, I try I, I watched it in Japanese first, and then I try to watch it in English. It's just not the same. Yeah. Uh. Also, the voice actor for the the English version is from something I don't like, and so whenever I hear him, it's just like, oh, you're that guy from that thing I don't like, so it ruins it. But <laughs> yeah, voice acting is really important in things yeah. like that. Like I remember growing up, like I um, with Sailor Moon, uh, that was my jam, and it was like it, they used to do it on Comedy Central, and they had the dub, and but I had bought like the whole set, and and, and I just liked the I love I like the voices of mm-hmm. the. Uh, of the originals better and I would read it, you know, but it's also kind of funny the the time we live in where we kind of where in a way we should be giving our full attention when we watch films, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in general, yeah. but you know, we just live in a society where like a lot of us, you know, we're watching it, we're on our phone. So it's like, man, I looked down and I missed half of what was just said. I can't watch this film. Oh my gosh. Like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of that weird that we're in that time um, now where it's like, can I multitask with it? Mm. But uh, like one of the one of my fave uh, series on right now is Marianne on Netflix, which is this horror uh, French um, mm-hmm. thing. And I actually watched it with the dub and the subtitles, and that was horrible because they just weren't lining oh. up. But fortunately, <laughs> they were. I just switched to just paying attention to the dub. But it's yeah, it really does matter you know, the acting in it, because that'll, you know, if you don't want to read it and the acting, the voice acting is just. Crap, oh yeah. That, my, you know? my first experience with battle Royale was, was dub. No. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I went back and watched it subtitles, I was like, Oh my God, the voices are horrible. The, the, the dub is atrocious. I could never imagine doing the dub. Yeah. Uh, someone dubbing beat Takeshi like that guy. How do you beat that? Uh, the, the the teacher well, in Battle Royale. That guy is just so when iconic. They, when like, they put the girl yeah. on the TV when she's mm-hmm. explaining like what the rules are, like it's just so over the top and and weird and oh oh weird. Uh, yeah, uh, they need to, they need to perfect it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It, oh, I, that's actually like the well, well. Now we're getting into all kinds of things because uh, you you want it when you translate it. You mm-hmm. want to translate into something that kind of makes it look like it's coming out of yeah. the mouth of the person that's saying it. So that kind match of the emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not like you know defending a performance where someone just completely phones it in, but it's it's complicated. It, it, mm-hmm. it is. Well, that that should do it for this week. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 Lindsay, do you have anything coming up on your channel? Anything planned? I I, I do. I'm. You know how my my work. <laughs> That's why I went to you lately, first. But I do actually have a couple of things brewing that I I do really want to try and get on tape or something like that. If so, I on uh, tape. I might have something coming up. I want. You know You're what I mean. That's just a record something term. on the reel to reel over there. <laughs> yes, I'm working on my acting reel, and I will be putting it on my YouTube channel for everyone to enjoy. Uh, no, I, I'll get a recording. Uh, usually, if I get something in the can, then it's like, okay, I have to do it. I've got the yeah. audio recording. Let's just go and do it. So, if I can get that done, I'll get the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, get on that content creation. Yeah, and everyone's been very supportive, actually. As, as I was hosting the last two weeks on my channel, everyone kept posting on all my old videos, saying, like, hey, dude, you need to make more stuff. And that's kind of the reason that kind of made me want to. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm. I'm We'll Get on happens, that, sir. Lindsay. Thank you. Fuego. Thank you for the support. I love, I you, love you. 
<laughs> Much less. Hey, you're Chauncey, you're seeing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you agree. <laughs> Fuego. Yeah, um, well, over the course of this past weekend, we did uh, lock and key coverage like crazy. We did uh, a review of the first comic. Uh, we did both a non-spoiler and spoiler review for the Horror Show channel. Uh, this upcoming week, I know uh, Cecil and I will likely go and review Fantasy Island, mm. and uh, I'll probably go review Sonic. Uh, I, I filmed something for that third episode of Picard. I'm kind of losing interest in that show at this particular point, unfortunately. Oh. It's kind of getting to that. It's, it's it's kind of getting to that point for me, regrettably. But uh, yeah, I mean, now that the, the the new film year has kind of commenced, uh, you know, post Oscars and everything, and uh, yeah, I've got some fun stuff up my sleeve. That's, that's so. awesome, Chauncey. Well, first of all, tell us about your channel because. Uh, I don't have that, and I, I haven't worked on the, the, the borders yet, so I don't have your channel names, but uh, just tell us about your YouTube channel and where people can find you and stuff, and then just tell us what you, what you have. Um, yeah, well, um, it's Twisted Woman CKR. Um, I haven't, I, I posted uh, two videos uh, like about two weeks ago. Was, I got a little sporadic like over the holidays, so I'm kind of getting back into doing more video reviews because I kind of do, I do, not kind of, I do both. I do written article reviews and then also video reviews. So sometimes the written article ones take a bit longer for me. Like I did a Birds of Prey one that people can find on Rotten Tomatoes, and I have one for Emma um, that's coming out February 21st that people can also find there. Um, it should be published tomorrow when it goes up. But um, in terms of the YouTube channel, um, I'm, I finally saw, I'm kind of behind. I'm like catching up with stuff. I finally saw the fanatic. I know I'm wow. really late okay. and I mm. talk about it. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, just because I live in Hollywood. So it just was like, I was pointing out stuff like, Hey, I go there regularly <laughs> and things like that. So um, I uh, kind of want to talk about that. And then some, you know, of course the upcoming ones like fantasy Island, and others, so I'll be getting on that. I had a recent one for Nations Fire because I'm sort of doing this um, series where it's like, it's not complete horror, but it has some horror tinges to it for people who occasionally we don't want to always just watch horror, but we still want to have certain horror elements that mm. we like and stuff. I'm one of those people. Uh, so I'm doing a few more of those overall. And uh, I have some longer projects um, like coming out towards the summer. Well, one in particular, um, the remake of The Stepfather stepdaddy um i'm gonna be in that movie so. oh wow <laughs> oh, that's nice. awesome yeah coming out for the summer um oh my God, yeah. it's very fun so cool yeah have more on that for people when i start uh when i'm when i can talk about a bit more it's with uh vincent and ward from uh, people might know him from the walking dead he played oscar a few seasons back so he's the lead he's a stepdaddy mm. so yeah i've tapped out cool can't wait that, to yeah. see it heck yeah awesome and thank you for joining us um, Chauncey. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, it was a pleasure. Um, and so, for those of you here, uh, you saw a teaser for my series that I'll have a prologue up. I, I think I think before next week's episode of Show Business. Uh, it's it's a series about a book that that I'm reading, uh, best movie year ever, and it's all about 1999. And I'm gonna focus on. Uh, I, I was gonna do quarters uh, every season, but I think I'm gonna do. Uh, month by month, January, February, uh, March, all the way through December of 1999. And I'm going to get as many YouTube friends as, as possible joining in and, and telling stories. And uh, it's going to be a bit more than reviews. It's going to be personal experiences and, and, you know, why 
1999 is such an important year for film and, and what it means to certain people. And uh, like I said, the, the prologue, uh, movies are important. 1999 especially is really important to me because it's the first year I uh, started working full time at a movie theater. And um, it's it's where my love for movies started. So I figured I'll, I'll open with that and let you guys in on uh, on some personal aspects about me and my love for movies and, and why 1999 is important. And uh, we'll hear from other people uh, throughout the series about various movies that came out in 1999. Um, and also the old boy review should be out by by this time next week. Um, other than that, we'll be here talking about what a great success Han Sonic the Hedgehog was. <laughs> and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody, in the chat. Thank you uh, again, Aaron, for the super chat. And we will see you guys next week. We're in the money. Oh, I'm on the honey. Let's let it.